Greetings and welcome to another episode of Naturally You Radio. I'm your host for today, Leah Salmon, the Naturally You Coach, and we're going to be talking about Bye Bye Agave, why it's not all it cracked up to be. Now, isn't it really coming to something when even recognized natural health foods turn out to be anything but natural or healthy? Now, Agave Nectar is one such product, much to my personal dismay especially when I found it out a few years ago. It was trumpeted as the new healthy, low glycemic index sweetener and everyone was singing its praises. But is agave really healthy? Have you been using it as a natural sweetener? Glad to be avoiding those chemical sweeteners like aspartame? I did too, for a while, for a long while in fact. I even had a dedication to agave in the beginning of my book. I was including agave in the recipes, in a lot of the um, recipes that I had in my Raw Food Feast book until I made these discoveries that I'm going to be sharing with you today and then I had to go and basically rewrite the book and remove agave entirely. Now, And I wasn't the only one. Many of my colleagues in the natural health and nutrition world started off by singing the praises of agave. Then, like me, realized that we'd been duped or we basically didn't do enough research on it in the first place and went along with the promoters and what the promoters of agave were saying. And agave is a multi-million pound, multi-million dollar business. So it had a huge amount of money going behind the promotion of it. And then myself and my colleagues, we had to turn around and take back those recommendations for the reasons that I'm going to be speaking about today. Now, we all know that eating too much sugar is really not a good thing for any of us, but many of us still like that sweet taste, understandably. So when we look at the label on agave, We really want to believe that it's natural and organic and raw, but is it actually good for us? Now, I originally thought agave nectar or the agave nectar that I was buying was a natural product that had been used by um, native Central Americans for centuries. But although the agave plant has been used by these traditional people, it certainly hasn't been used in the way that it's presented to us in bottles today. And it doesn't just come in bottles in the health food section of your supermarket. If you've had tequila, then you've had agave. Blue agave is an exotic plant that thrives in the the rich volcanic soil of southern Mexico. And the word agave means noble. So when fermented, agave turns into Mexico's most famous alcoholic beverage, tequila. Now, agaves are large, spiky plants that look a little bit like cactus, um, and they're actually very similar to aloe vera. And most of us have seen the big aloe vera leaves that you can buy in the West Indian food section of supermarkets, or we've at some point probably had an aloe vera plant on our windowsill that we break open, get the gel out of, slap it on our face, chuck it in our smoothies. So we're all familiar with that natural plant. Now, the traditional use of agave is to boil up the sap, a bit like the way that maple syrup's made. Um, but the agave that we bought, that we buy in bottles on on the in the supermarket, on the other hand, is created by actually taking the starch from the roots of the plant, which aren't actually particularly sweet initially, and then putting them through a chemical process to produce highly concentrated fructose syrup. 
Now, most agave nectar has a 70% or higher concentration of fructose and fructose is fruit sugar. But that's even higher than high fructose corn syrup, which many of you are probably familiar with as being the sweetener for a lot of um, sweet drinks and sweets and sodas and those types of things. And most people are very aware of the bad press, the plenty of bad press that high fructose corn syrup has received over the past few years, well, over the past decade, in fact. Now, it's true that having it, it's, it's true that having so much fructose in it, agave is both very sweet and at the same time, it is low on the glycemic index. And the glycemic index is the index that rates foods on their ability to raise your blood sugar level. So you might think that it would be good for diabetics. So it's something that diabetics can use as a replacement to sugar because it's not going to affect their blood sugar levels. And if it's safe for a diabetic who has trouble maintaining their blood sugar levels, then it should basically be a great alternative for even those without um, challenges maintaining their blood sugar levels so that it will be basically safe for all of us. But unfortunately, even putting aside the argument about the very unnatural way in which it's produced, having really concentrated fructose like this isn't actually good for anyone. Fructose is fine in its natural form. When we bite into some fruit, even when we blend fruit down into a smoothie, we're still getting that fruit sugar but it's being delivered to us along with all the other nutrients and enzymes and fiber in a complex and healthy combination in the way that nature intended it to be delivered to us. You just don't find concentrated fructose on its own in a way that humans consume it anywhere in the natural world. Now, recent studies, and I'm not even talking, not recent, they've actually been around for a number of years now, have indicated that fructose can cause your appetites so when you're getting the pure fructose and it's not bound to the minerals and the water and the fiber that it comes naturally within fruit. But fructose alone can cause your appetite to increase. So it actually makes you want to eat more, which is not great for losing weight, which is another thing that agave has been promoted as a useful addition to a weight loss diet. And what's even more worrying, and this is one of the reasons why I decided to definitely move away from it, especially for myself and the children, is the way that your body absorbs it. So your body absorbs fructose through the liver rather than through your intestines, which is the way that most other nutrients, especially sugars, are absorbed, which means fructose gets transformed into triglycerides or fats and visceral fats, the fat that gathers around your internal organs, a major factor in heart disease and other degenerative and chronic health problems. So the same study also found that blood glucose control and insulin sensitivity, the thing that if left unchecked, can develop into um, diabetes, were also negatively impacted by high levels of fructose in this processed form. So even when you're having fruit juices, a lot of diabetics are unable to have fr fruit juices because of the amount of fructose, because of the amount of fruit sugar in the processed form that it comes in. And agave is one level above that. And unfortunately, the, the, the fact from all the research that's been done is that agave nectar has only actually been 
around for about the last 25, 30 years. So it's not even actually traditional in the way that we're consuming it. It's not actually even a traditional or artisan food. The chemical processes that it undergoes means that it can actually hardly really be considered as being natural either. And again, more studies would suggest, just like studies from the Mayo Clinic in America, the advice regarding high fructose um, corn syrup is that we should avoid or limit our, our, our consumption of it. So personally, I just don't want to take the risk of, you know, it's one thing to have the the impact on our health from other ways but when we start talking about things that are infecting our in that are going to affect our internal organs it's just something that i i really recommend we find alternatives to um especially when there are actually so many other alternatives so what are the other alternatives that are available so stevia maple syrup honey uh fresh and dried fruit are all are all safer alternatives that you can use to sweeten your food. Now, the processed foods that we've very much gotten used to have also gotten our taste buds jacked up, to be honest. So in nature, there are very few foods that are very sweet and very salty. There are, there are some, but they're very few. But you can eat them all day in the processed food world that we live in right now, which means many of us feel food isn't seasoned at all or that it's bland unless they are sprinkled or drizzled with syrups and sugar and salt and sauces. Like there was a time our children literally couldn't have anything unless there was the healthier mayonnaise that we used to get, the mayonnaise on it or the 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 honey sweetened ketchup. Like they had to have sauces on everything. And I had to recognize, my goodness, the children are getting, aren't used to just eating foods in their natural form. They're always having to cover it. So we had to kind of be mindful of that and dial back. So, and what that behavior encourages is that it can almost numb our taste buds from recognizing and appreciating the natural tastes, the natural sweetness, the natural mild saltiness of natural food. Like whose idea was it to put blinking sugar on strawberries for goodness sake? Even as a child, I thought that that was ridiculous. So if we can break our addiction to needing to have all of our foods being super sweet or super salty, that would actually be a huge step towards abundant preventative health. But there's obviously absolutely no harm in enjoying sweetened foods and safer alternatives to agave, like I mentioned earlier, are things like honey, unless you're a vegan, uh, maple syrup, carob syrup, date syrup, coconut sugar or coconut nectar, date sugar, stevia, and I'm not personally not a fan of the taste of stevia. Um, when I was on a cleanse and I wasn't eating any sugars, even fruit sugars, I did buy stevia and tried to sweeten things with it. And I just, it wasn't for me. The only way that I really like stevia, in fact, is, no, not even stevia. There's xylitol as well. Xylitol is a sugar that comes from a tree sap. And again, I tried to sweeten some of my foods with xylitol and that was a bit better than the stevia for me, to be honest. Um, but the main way that I take in xylitol is when I love mints and I love chewing gums. When I get the healthier chewing gum and healthier mints, I get the ones that are sweetened with xylitol as opposed to um, sugar or aspartame. But you just have to make sure you don't overdo it with xylitol because it can actually cause 
um, you to have diarrhea if you have too much of it. Or you can use fresh and dried fruits to sweeten your food as well. Now, bear in mind that you can overdo it with all of those things. All the natural sweeteners, you can overdo it with them as well and still end up with the blood sugar spikes and dips that put you on that roller coaster of weight and energy fluctuations. So again, curbing the constant desire for sweet tastes, um, especially in our children, is for long-term health, the best way for us to go. But in moderation, you can definitely enjoy these alternatives as opposed to agave. I hope you found this podcast useful. I'd love to hear your comments, whether you agree, whether you permanently disagree with everything I've said, um, whether you have questions or anything in between. I'd love to hear from you in the comments below. If you haven't already followed the podcast, Naturally You Radio on SoundCloud, then please take a moment to do so. You can also be updated when new episodes are uploaded by joining my mailing list, um, where you will also get updates of events and articles and videos and special offers and all those other things that I do relating to natural health at thenaturallyyoucoach.com. If you think this show will help others, please do share it on your social media channels via email or any way that you can and tag me in the posts. And if you have ideas or topics that you'd like me to cover or guests you'd like me to interview for future episodes, please let me know. Um, and I much appreciate your input. Much love. Take care. Stay healthy.